thing that I like about yoga instead of stretching is there's a lot of active strength in yoga. So you're not just stretching something. Whenever you're stretching something, there's also a counteracting muscle to it. So you're also bringing strength into kind of the opposing muscles in your body. So here's the question. How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hey, runner, before we get into this episode, I want to know, have you ever wanted to run at your most confident and strongest without having to think or spend time wondering what you need to do for workouts so you can stay sane running and feel good about yourself again? Well, that's exactly what I help runners do in the Healthy Runner Strength Program. For 18 years, I've been helping runners get stronger all over the world who struggle with reoccurring injuries or those that struggle with knowing exactly what exercises to do to improve their running. I myself am an adult onset runner and suffered the common running injuries that many get like hamstring pain, knee pain, and plantar fasciitis. It wasn't until I figured out how to strength train in order to run that I was able to stop getting injured and was able to hit PRs and run 23 half marathons over the past nine years. All the while maintaining my mental sanity by getting in my daily stress relieving runs. This program is perfect for the dedicated runner who constantly gets injured during training cycles or the beginner runner who doesn't know what to do to strengthen their body for running. I see a lot of runners who are coming back from an injury and don't know how to train differently now that they are weaker than they used to be and they want to come back stronger than they were before. Here's how the program works. This 12-week strength training program will take 60 to 90 minutes of your dedicated time, two to three times a week, that you will improve your confidence and strength without having to wonder what to do for workouts in order to run, to maintain sanity through structured, running-specific total body workouts. So if that describes you and you want to be able to improve your confidence and get stronger without having to think or spend time wondering what you need to do for workouts so you can stay sane running and feel good about yourself again, just click the link in the show notes to this episode and join the Healthy Runner Strength Program today and let's take your running to the next level. Without further delay, let's get into today's episode. All right, welcome, and thank you for tuning in to episode 48 on the Healthy Runner podcast as we are live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group with a very special guest of mine today to answer this question. What type of yoga should I focus on as a runner? So today we have my friend, Rachel Pelham Serafino, as she is our resident yogi within our Healthy Runner Facebook community, back for an encore episode. So Rachel helps runners reach their goals with yoga and breath work. She has an amazing Facebook community called Effortlessly Strong and Consistent Runner in which she provides yoga and coaching for success. Rachel was on our show way back on episode 16 
And it was really our introduction to one another. So I really didn't know Rachel before then. And since that time, uh, Rachel has contributed and been a staple within our Healthy Runner community. And I've gotten to know Rachel a lot more through our team Healthy Runner Half Marathon Coaching Program uh, that we did last fall. And we ran our virtual Hartford Half together. So welcome back to the show, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here again. <laughs> yes, no, I'm very excited as well. So in this episode, Rachel is going to educate us all about yoga for runners and answer the common questions like, what is the difference between yoga for runners and regular yoga? What type of yoga is best for running? Is yoga or stretching better? So which one of those is better to do? She's also going to teach us some actionable breathing strategies that we can implement during our run. So if you are listening to this on the podcast right now, I expect you to try some of these out during your run or during your commute in the car. So for those of you here on the Healthy Runner Facebook live stream, we're looking for some active participation during the demo. So make sure you try out some of the strategies that Rachel's going to go over. And please comment if you're here, comment live in the comment box. And if you're catching the replay, comment hashtag team replay. Let us know you're here. Let us know you caught it so we can see which of our friends did uh, catch the episode and tuned in. So Rachel, we're going to get started with our dynamic warm-up. Uh, we have a bunch more listeners since you were here um, in the early spring. So let's provide a little introduction, let them know who you are and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Rachel Palm Serafino, like Dwayne said. I um, am a runner and a yogi. So I actually started practicing yoga first, um, had tried running all throughout like high school and college um, and never really stuck with it, never felt good in my body. Um, and then I found yoga and started doing yoga and was like, okay, let me give this running thing a try again. And for whatever reason, um, at the time I didn't know or understand any of it, but everything just clicked and it felt good. And I signed up for my 5k. And the next thing I knew, I signed up for a half marathon. And I was like, oh, wait, what just happened? Um, and I've been running and, and doing yoga ever since. So this is kind of my passion. This is what I'm really excited about. Um, ultimately went and got my teacher training for yoga because I wanted to be able to share that experience with other people. Um, and that's that's where I am now. So I teach yoga for runners. Um, again, Joanne mentioned my Facebook group, Effortlessly Strong and Consistent runner. Um, but I also do work uh, full-time at a nonprofit as well. So I do a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. So Rachel's juggling a lot and <laughs> the stuff you do within your community is super impressive. I see Rachel's posts all the time. I know you do a lot of free trainings for uh, everyone in your group. So I think the things we're going to talk about today are going to be super helpful. We're going to be getting into kind of yoga and running. And, and really the first time you were on this uh, podcast, actually, it was really my first introduction to yoga, and I am happy to say that I did take some of your classes. I mm -hmm. wish I took more. <laughs> um, things got kind of crazy. This was actually in the beginning of the pandemic, and honestly, Rachel, you are like one of the shining lights of 2020 for me because honestly, like this year has been crazy, right? So having the podcast, having the Facebook um, community has been great because we've been able to help so many runners out. It's been like it's been a passion project of mine that really kind of took off in 2020. But honestly, meeting you was like one of the highlights too. And just getting to know you and, you know, seeing the stuff you're doing in your group, us doing the training over the summer, training for the half marathon, even though it was virtual, you know, we had our socially distant uh, race and all of that's been fun and, and just kind of 
growing our community. And actually, one of the members just joined our Healthy Runner community today. And one of the questions that I asked them is like, what are you struggling with most right now? Mm -hmm. And this runner, just like so many of us out there, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, you know, you might be feeling this way as well is with 2020 and races being canceled. And actually, I, I just saw your post. It was very similar to this is how how do we get motivated? Or a lot of people are losing motivation without in-person races, with all of their goals being changed. And I saw your post that you talked about that, all of your goals that you had for 2020. And I think, you know, having groups like yours and our community here, you know, we're just trying to bring each other forward. And I love your mindset and how positive you are and realistic, but positive. So it's not like a fake you know, like, hey, everything's great. Everything's roses. Um, but it's been honestly, it's been great getting to know you this year. So for those that are new in our community, I'm really excited about this episode, because I think you're in for a little bit of a treat uh, to hear what you have to say about your take on running and your take on yoga and how you kind of blend the two of them um, for running. So I'm super excited. Yeah, thank you, Dwayne. That was also sweet. Yeah, I, I would have to echo that as well. I mean, 2020 has been a hard year for, for a lot of people, but um, I have been able to just be so lucky to have so many silver linings and, and you and your community have 100% been one of those largest silver linings this year. So thank you. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So first question I have for you, Rachel, is what type of yoga is best for running? or should I focus on as a runner? Yeah, that's a great question. And I love this question, um, mostly because I think people ask this question um, and expect a very simple answer. And I'm, I'm here to say that there's not a simple answer, right? Yoga, there's a million and one types of yoga and every teacher teaches their own different type of yoga and they have their own style and their, their, their own way of bringing things forward and, and really sharing their skills. Um, I think what makes yoga for runners different um, than just walking into a yoga studio or doing a random yoga class online um, is that I am a runner myself that I know what it feels like to have runner's aches and pains, to be sore because I just went for a run. I have that experience. So I'm able to translate it into a practice that runners are actually going to benefit from. I think about it the same way that you do. You're a physical therapist. You could see other uh, people who maybe have other types of injuries that aren't running related but you specialize in, in runner's injuries because that is what you're passionate about. That is what you are able to bring to your specific community. So when people ask me like, what type of yoga should I be doing? It, it's really up to you. It's whoever you can find a connection with. Um, and then just be really mindful that you can adapt how fast or slow or how intense or restorative you want a particular practice to be based on where you are in training. So I'm sure we can dive into this a little bit more, but like if you're training for a marathon and you just did a 20 mile run, you probably don't need to do a really intense yoga class. Um, so there's like different levels of intensity that you can bring into your practice. Um, but I think the biggest piece is find someone who can actually speak to what you want to get out of the practice. So that way you are, you're actually getting the benefits that you need. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yes. No, that, that's definitely very similar to how I work with runners is, I, I like how you said kind of your messaging and, and understanding, right? Like what a runner goes through and the specific goals that runners set for themselves, how they feel after their long runs or how they feel after their speed work, right? That's all going to dictate mm -hmm. how you change, you know, what you feel should be included in their practice. I would imagine just like how I change what my exercise prescription would be for someone who has 
knee pain, um, whether they're a runner or if they were not a runner. So I, I like that. I know since I've niched down my practice and for those that don't know, like I've treated in orthopedics, sports medicine, kind of general outpatient physical therapy, most of my career before niching down and working exclusively with runners. And it definitely is different. And I love working with runners because like you said, you're a runner. I'm a runner. We get it. We talk the lingo. We understand the trials and tribulations. And honestly, isn't it more fun to like talk to other people who have the same 100%. interests as you? <laughs> right. So 100%. I know my, it's not like work or it's not if you're enjoying your conversation, your time is spent um, with the people that you like to be surrounded by. So what I got out of that is it's all about the messaging and how you would prescribe or recommend, right? Certain yoga. So there's not like one specific style of, of yoga that would be best for runners. Yeah. So I would say like, if we're going to go like really technical with like the different traditions of yoga, Hatha yoga is a really like very, um, I don't want to say generic, but it's one of the most widely used forms of yoga. And it it's really moving from one pose to another, really moving with your breath. So sometimes you'll see it as vinyasa classes. Sometimes you'll see it as hatha classes. Um, if you go like walking, you're not walking into any yoga studios right now, but if you, if you were to walk into a yoga studio, you might see it as like an open level class. Um, it's really just allowing, you know, the, the teacher to have a little bit of flexibility in the way that they're approaching the, the structure of their class. That being said, there's also like power yoga, um, Baptiste yoga. Um, some of those can be a little bit more intense, more like, you know, really, um, really strong practices. Um, then there's yin and restorative yoga. Those are a lot softer, a lot more, um, you know, the stretching that folks will think of, although there's a lot more to it than that. Um, I think generally, I tend to go towards Hatha yoga just because it's, it's kind of a nice blend of everything. Um, and you get a lot of different variation in the practice. So some practices have very rigid um, sequences that we go through. Um, other practices, you, you know, teachers can kind of come up with it, whatever type of sequence they feel like that day. So when I'm sequencing, when I'm creating my classes for runners, a lot of the time I'm like, okay, well, what might my runners need today? Um, probably a lot of hip strength, a lot of stretching out the muscles of the hip, but also bringing in a lot of flexibility and, and relief there because our muscles get really tight. Um, same thing with like hamstring, not just stretching them, but you know, bringing in a lot of strength, bringing in a lot of support. So that way running is, is accessible to them and they're gonna be able to do that longer and faster and, and with more energy. So I think that was helpful, especially for those of you who may be new to running, but you have been doing yoga for years and you're familiar with the different uh, technical terms um, much better than I am for sure. <laughs> and so if you had to summarize that in your mind, what is the difference between yoga for runners and regular yoga? I think the main difference is uh, working with someone who can understand what's happening in your body and create classes that are going to support what's specifically happening with you. Um, so taking classes that focus on hip strength and mobility, taking classes that focus on hamstring strength, focusing, focusing on core strength, focusing on you know upper body mobility and, and being able to move the shoulders and the torso freely so you have a space for your breath. Um, I think really finding you know someone who can understand that. And if that's me, that's wonderful. That's great. There are certainly other yoga teachers that teach yoga for runners as well. It, a lot of it is who are you connecting with as your teacher? Um, do you trust them? Do you enjoy being in their presence? Do you, you know, really like their classes? That's going to ultimately be your yoga for runners. I love that. So 
we just had on actually two episodes ago, we had Garmin on the show and was talking about what are the best running watches um, for folks out there. And they talked about the forerunners um, because it's for runners. And we were talking about that line. So I love it how, how you are like the yogi who is for runners because you are specifically you know, making sure the yoga practice is for runners. So I, I love that. I, I, I think that uh, fits in nicely to our episode uh, two, two episodes ago. So if someone's out there and they're thinking, you know, I don't need to do yoga. I do a lot of stretching. I know I should be doing some stretching. And, you know, I, I usually do a lot of stretching. Is yoga or stretching better in your mind? And what is the difference between stretching and yoga? Yeah. So I'm biased. I'm going to say yoga is way better than just stretching. Um, and I think when a lot of us think about stretching, we think of like static stretching, like let's just bend over and touch our toes and like stretch our hamstrings. Or, you know, you'll see people do kind of like that runner stretch where they like stretch out the back of their leg. There's a time and a place for stretching like that. Um, but I think a lot of us will sometimes begin a run like that, or, you know, we kind of just stretch because we think we're supposed to, and we don't really know what the purpose of it is. The thing that I like about yoga in instead of stretching is there's a lot of active strength in yoga. So you're not just stretching something. Whenever you're stretching something, there's also a counteracting muscle to it. So you're also bringing strength into kind of the opposing muscles in your body. Um, so you're never just stretching. You're also creating strength. You're creating a lot of stability between muscles um, and really helping to develop a sense of understanding to know if something isn't feeling right or if something's feeling off. So that way you can start to hear some of those injuries come up before they start to happen. Um, I think again, with stretching, sometimes we just keep stretching and we go, oh, this is uncomfortable. This doesn't feel good. I hate this, but we still keep doing it because we're like, oh, we're supposed to stretch. Um, yoga teaches you the opposite. It's like, okay, well, if you're having that nagging feeling, that feeling that something doesn't feel right or is, is too uncomfortable. It's kind of on the edge of discomfort or pain. It kind of helps you to go, I'm going to stop and explore this. Like, let me figure out what's happening here um, because it's more than just stretching. I love that. There's so many similarities in what you do and what I do in terms of <laughs> kind of looking at active movement and seeing, you know, what is your muscle length, let's say in that movement and how are you using it? And if there are folks out there who are listening to this, uh, um, definitely listen to Rachel because a lot of, I, I like how you emphasized already in our talk. Um, <laughs> you mentioned hip strength, you mentioned strengthening, you meant mentioned active flexibility as opposed to just static stretching or taking a stretching class. I still uh, come in contact with runners who think, okay, once a week, I need to do stretching or stretching class because I know I, I should do that to prevent injuries. Remember guys that stretching in of itself will not help prevent injuries. I love that your mindset is very similar in terms of having the stability, having the strength there, um, that that is necessary. So can yoga help with breathing? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I actually think this and kind of the mental endurance um, that I've, I've built up over the years um, from yoga have been like the two biggest benefits that I've gotten. Um, and it, that's not to say that like while I'm running, I'm, I'm doing a bunch of like yoga breathing exercises, but I think the breathing exercises that I do, the breathing exercises that I've, I've had in my life over the last six to seven years have really given me an understanding of like how powerful my breath is. Um, and it's also 
given me insight into like when I'm running, when I'm starting to lose my breath, when I'm starting to feel like that moment of like, oh my God, I can't breathe anymore. Like why that's happening. Like what is happening in my body um, that's starting to take away that breath. And it gives me an opportunity to come back and be like, okay, maybe I need to slow my pace a little bit. Maybe I need to come back to a conversational pace. Um, so that maybe means I need to slow down or maybe, you know, like my breathing is feeling really good right now. So maybe I can pick it up a little bit more. Um, but yes, yoga, absolutely, positively, 100% can help with your breathing. All right. You know, I'm always interested in that topic. And I, I always <laughs> struggle with even going out for my easy runs, like this morning, like easy conversational pace run, like literally the first mile is always difficult to get my breathing under wraps. I don't know what it is, but I, I would imagine that's not too uncommon. And I know in races, same thing, definitely. It's like, that's my main focus for like the first two miles is like control your breathing, dude, get your breathing under control. <laughs> um, yeah. So what types of techniques or breathing exercises or what do you recommend for runners to help with that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, yoga is, is, a, is a huge practice. That's more than just like the physical movements on the mat. And there's actually an entire limb of yoga that's dedicated to breathing practices. It's called pranayama and the that's in Sanskrit. And the word itself actually means breath control. So the ability to control your breathing. Um, so I actually have a couple of breathing exercises that we can do right now um, to get people a chance to like get into their body and actually feel some of this. Um, is that okay if we jump into that now? I would love that. That's awesome. Yes, let's do it. All right, perfect. Um, so this first one is going to be called um, a breath of joy. So if you're actually listening to this um, on the run right now, um, know that it's probably going to be more difficult than if you are sitting here watching the live. So just know that if it feels hard, that's totally okay. Um, you can always pause your run, do the breath, or come back to it. Right? These are these are practices that I do all of the time, not on the run, um, but certainly can be incorporated into your run. Um, so this first one is called breath of joy, and it's three really fast inhales through the nose and then one really fast deep exhale through the nose. So as a little bit of a um, demonstration, I'll do it right now and then we can maybe I'll do it together. So it's, um, you know, if you're sitting down, you can bring the hands to the lap, you can root down through your sit bones, maybe bring the soles of the feet to the mat or your floor. If you're running, keep your eyes open <laughs> or if you're driving, keep your eyes open. And then that breath of joy sounds like this. So you can exhale out of the mouth if that feels a little bit better. So it's a little bit more of a sigh, but it's three really deep inhales and then one deep exhale. So on your next inhale, do one, two, three, exhale. And it should feel by the time you get to the top of that third exhale, like you almost, or inhale, that you can almost not inhale anymore. You're really filling up the lungs entirely. So we'll do it a couple more times. Inhale. Inhale, inhale, exhale. I'm gonna do that one more time. Inhale, 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 exhale. 
So obviously that was just a few rounds of it, right? If you are really going to incorporate breath practice into your daily life and really start to build the, the diaphragm muscle and strengthen that and start to strengthen the capacity of the lungs, you would want to do more repetitions of that, maybe do it more frequently throughout your days or your week. Um, so that way you can start to get to feel that into the body. But if you did do it now, um, take a moment to sit with yourself and notice how you might be feeling. Are you feeling any different sensations? Are you noticing maybe your heart is beating a little more, uh, less quickly? Um, you know, you can notice all different sorts of sensations in the body as you start to really deepen your breath. Nice. So a couple questions on that exercise because yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. Do you recommend trying? I noticed that you exhaled through your nose correctly the first time you demonstrated it. So normally, yeah, I'll do an exhale through the nose that can change. Like if I'm feeling stuffy or, um, you know, anything like that, you know, exhaling through the mouth is totally fine. Okay. So there's no big difference in, okay. No, All right. Not in this one. And then how many, what would be your prescription that you would have beginners start out? If we just started doing this, if I was going to start implementing this tomorrow, how many times would you like me to do this? Yeah, go for like three to five rounds. Keep it short and simple to start. Like it could literally take you, I don't know, a minute, a minute and a half. Um, make it short and, and digestible so that way you feel excited to come back to it. Um, and then you might find yourself over the course of a couple of days or a couple of weeks, maybe going from three to five to maybe five to seven or, you know, seven to nine. And you can slowly start to build them up and, and add them in a way that feels digestible to you. Um, but for beginners, I usually recommend, you know, start small, smart, start with very little um, add-ons so you can build it up sustainably. I like it. Set us up for success. Get some wins yeah. under our belt. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So that's called breath of joy, correct? Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Fitting for the season. I like it. Okay. Breath of joy. Are there any others that you recommend? Yeah, so there's two others that I would recommend. I will say that the next one that I'm going to talk about um, would probably not be the greatest for winter time. So it's called Sitali breath, um, and it's a cooling breath. Um, so maybe if you're running inside on a treadmill, this would be really great. If you're inside and you got the heat on and you're really like working up a sweat. If you're outside running during the winter, this is probably not the greatest option for you because it's already pretty cold out, at least in the nor northeast where where Dwayne and I are. Um, but for this one, um, again, it's called a cooling breath. So Normally in a lot of our breath practices, we breathe in through the nose um, because that's what the nose is meant for. It, its purpose is to bring in air, bring in oxygen. Um, with this particular breath, we're breathing in through the mouth. Um, and we're, so I, I actually can't do this piece, but if you have the capability to curl your tongue into like a little uh, straw, um, that's how traditionally it's done. It looks like you can do it. <laughs> and I am capable of doing so for some don't have the, the capacity to do that, um, you can just kind of make a very small O with your mouth. So it's like almost like if you were trying to blow out through a straw. Um, so with this breath, you're doing, going to do a nice deep inhale through that curled tongue or through the, the small circle of the mouth. And as you breathe in that air, you're going to feel how cool the air is. Like it's going to be a little bit cooler than um, kind of the, the rest of the air around your face. And that's going to bring an infusion of cooler energy into the body. So if you're on a run in the middle of summer and it, you are incredibly hot and overheating, this might be a really nice breath to come to as you take a little bit of a break. So we'll do three rounds of this one just again, because hopefully, uh, you know, folks are out running in the cold doing this. Um, but go ahead and either bring that tongue into kind of that curled shape like a straw or make a small circle with the mouth and do a deep inhale. 
And then just exhale, sigh it out. You can open the mouth as you do that. We'll do inhale, exhale, sigh it out. One more time. Exhale, sigh that out. Dwayne, did you get a chance to feel how like cold that was coming in? I mean, not cold, but cooler the air was coming in through the mouth. Absolutely. Yes. No, I definitely felt that. And yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I could see that being beneficial in a hot run. Um, so for those of you maybe listening, like running on your Peloton right now, um, <laughs> give that, give that one a try. Peloton like business boomed in 2020, right? Uh, they had a lot businesses. of silver linings this year. <laughs> <laughs> they did. But I could see that really being beneficial in those hot summer runs. So we're going to have to have you come back on and do a little <laughs> live demo in the summertime Absolutely. when we really need that breath. So that, what is the name of that one again? It's called Satali um, or cooling breath. So a lot of folks will refer, Satali is the, the Sanskrit name. Um, cooling breath um, is usually what I'll refer to when I, when I do it. Okay. And last, but certainly not least, what do we last have for the third, third breath? This is called Ujjayi breath or, and that's again in the Sanskrit name. So all of, <laughs> exactly. Um, these, all of these names, all of these breathing techniques are coming from like the ancient tradition. Like these are things that have been around for ages and ages and ages. So Ujjayi breath is, is the name of this practice. Um, this is, it translates to victorious breath, which I absolutely love because it just sounds so cool. Um, but this is like the true yogic breathing breath when you like if you when you think about it, a yoga class and you think of all of the people like breathing in that class and like breathing heavily like this is the breath that they're doing um and the reason why this breath is so important is because it really helps you to channel your energy into your breath and while you're practicing it helps take your your mind out of all of the other things that you have to do um all of the other places that your mind could be going while you're practicing um i find that this particular breath is the one that helps me to strengthen my men mental focus the most. Um, and it's also the one that has helped to, to build my lung capacity the most. So when I think about my ability to take really, really deep breaths, I think a lot of that has come from this particular type of breathing. Um, so for Ujjayi breath or our victorious breath, um, it's a deep inhale breath through the nose like normal. And then it's an exhale breath through the nose as well, except you're finding a small constriction at the back of the throat, almost as if you are trying to kind of lock the throat. And it'll kind of sound like an ocean. Um, some people say it sounds like Darth Vader. So it's gonna sound kind of like a really raspy breath out. So just as a quick demo, it's an inhale breath in and an exhale out. So you can kind of hear that deep exhale. It almost sounds like a heavy sigh. Like um, my husband will always ask me like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm just breathing. <laughs> um, so we'll, we can do a couple of rounds of that together. <laughs> All right. So on let's your next, it. It, oh, sorry, Dwayne, go ahead. I was saying, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. So on your inhale breath in, inhale through the nose. Exhale out through the nose. Inhale breath in. Exhale out through the nose. Inhale breath in. Next, exhale out through the nose. 
we'll only do those three rounds there. But the more you start to do that, the more you start to practice this, you'll notice that you can lengthen the inhale breath more. And then the longer you lengthen the exhale is really where you're going to find a lot of the power of this breath. Because the, the deeper our exhale is, the more safe our body feels, the more ready we are to take that next inhale. Um, so typically when folks practice this breath, it's a shorter inhale and a longer exhale. Okay. Excellent. So first off, Melanie, thank you so much for jumping on here <laughs> on the live. Um, Jonan, thank you for jumping on the live. And Kat's got a good question here, Rachel. Yeah. So Kat's wondering, are these breathing exercises advisable to do with masks? So with now with the state of COVID and treadmills and gyms um, requiring masks, would you say you would recommend doing this with a mask inside? Okay. No, I mean, you probably wouldn't get hurt. You'd probably be fine. It would probably just be really uncomfortable and you would not feel super great. I will say one of the reasons why I think when people say they can't breathe wearing masks, it's because they're breathing in and out through the nose or not the nose, through the mouth. Um, so the mask is like coming up against the mouth and it's really stopping the ability to breathe in deeply. Um, so I do think if you can practice nose breathing while you're wearing a mask, that's really beneficial. Um, but I also, I don't see any benefit from doing any of these breathing practices with a mask on. Honestly, I think it's just going to be really uncomfortable and not so much fun. And then it's going to make you not want to do it. Nice. Excellent. So for those of you who are here on the live, let me know if that was helpful. If you thought that was helpful to kind of go through those breathing exercises. I know for me, it was very beneficial to actually hear and see um, and give them a try as well and to see which ones I was a little deficient in. Um, <laughs> but I, I could see the difference between all of them and I can see the benefits of probably um, being able to train that. And do you think, since we are talking about masks, this is a kind of random question because <laughs> I have noticed that <laughs> it is easier to do things with masks on now. Is that because we've altered our breathing over time and kind of trained ourselves a little better. And then I also see people who like have a mask on and then they're like, I can't wear this thing. But I think there were probably the people who weren't wearing masks in the beginning <laughs> and it's like new for them. Is there something to that or? Yeah. I mean, we're super adaptable creatures. Like once we, once we have to start doing something, like our bodies are going to adapt to it. And I think the same goes for our ability to breathe most effectively. One of my coaches, one of my favorite people um, actually says like, if you're breathing, you're doing breathing, right? Like you don't have to change anything. Like if you are breathing, you're, you're doing it right. Um, but our bodies are really smart. If we have something over our face and we're having trouble breathing, it's going to adapt in whatever way that it needs to, to get the amount of oxygen that it needs. So likely for many of us, as we're aware, I mean, I think over time we've become mouth breathers pretty naturally just because that's what happened. But once we put that mask on, you know, breathing through the mouth is really hard. It, it requires a lot more effort. It requires a lot more, you know, just oomph to be able to take in that deep breath through cloth. Um, but, you know, breathing in through the nose probably has uh, become somewhat normal for us. And we probably haven't even thought of it. People listening now might be like, have I been breathing in through my nose? I don't even know. Like I, I'm going to pay attention to that next time I put a mask on, um, but give it a try. See if it, see if it is actually what you're doing. And if you are breathing through your mouth, try breathing through your nose and see if that changes at all the sensation of having to wear a mask and, and seeing how that feels. 
Excellent. So it seems like that was very helpful. Kat says that was helpful. Uh, Latoya, what's going on, Latoya? She says that's helpful. Jean says it was helpful. And our man Lou is here. He's late, but he's live. (laughs) There you go, Lou. You made it. There we go. We're glad you made it. And you're usually always early, you know, because you like run the fastest. So <laughs> you're you're here today. We we actually beat you for a change. Let's just say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It'll so be let's the only get, time. <laughs> let's get into if someone's training for a race. So there's a bunch of runners that I know right now that have started like the healthy runner strength program who have goals for a race like next month or two months from now in certain parts of the country, uh, believe it or not, or maybe someone's listening to this episode in the spring, in the summer, and they've gone back, they're going through the archives of the Healthy Runner podcast, and now they're listening to this episode. If I'm training for a race, should I be doing yoga at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think so. Every race that I've ever run, I've done yoga at the same time. I've done them both simultaneously. I think there's a couple of caveats to that, right? If you're like halfway through a training program um, and it's a really intense training program, it's really challenging you in a lot of ways. You might want to be weary about adding like an additional physical thing, right? You probably wouldn't start maybe lifting heavy weights or, um, you know, going to CrossFit in the middle of a training program, particularly if you're like in your highest mile weeks. So you want to be mindful of what you're adding onto your plate. Um, But then coming back to that idea of like finding the right type of yoga for you, like you can be in the middle of a training program that's really intense and really difficult on your body and take a more restorative approach to yoga. So you can do things like restorative yoga. You can do things like yin yoga, which is kind of, um, is the stretching yoga that a lot of people think about, right? We'll get into these really deep poses where we allow the muscles to kind of soften and melt as we are in the poses. Um, So that one can be a really nice one if you're, you know, coming back from these really long, intense runs. Um, But honestly, I've, like I said, I've always done yoga throughout all of my training programs. um, And I've always used it as my form of strength training, because that is what I enjoy. And that's what I really like. Um, But I am excited to add the healthy runner strength training program into my routine, because um, we just need to find different ways to move our body and, and bring in different types of movement and exercise. Ultimately, that's what helps keep us really strong and safe runners and healthy runners is being able to move our bodies in different ways and bring in different type of exercises to strengthen and stretch different muscles. Um, so that way we can keep running. I love that mindset. And, and sometimes change is good, right? So like you mentioned before that our bodies adapt and they will continue to improve unless we never change the demands. So meaning if we do the same thing over and over again, and you don't know how many runners, because again, we are creatures of habit. We have talked about this, I think, in the last couple episodes on the <laughs> podcast of us runners, where we run at the same exact time of the day, we run the same exact route, and sometimes we do the same exact exercises for the last 30 years. Like there are some runners that I start working with and they're like, yep, I do my stretches before every single run. These are the five stretches that uh, PT gave me like 30 years ago. And I'm like, Okay, so that you've been doing that literally every day, like kudos to you, because you did what you were told to do. um, And you've been consistent and diligent, but you probably need some new things. um, Because our bodies will stop adapting if they're the proper stresses aren't placed on them. So I love that mindset about switching things up. And I'm super pumped to have you in the healthy runner strength program. I've been really getting excited today. It actually launched um, as far as it went live for everyone. And 
I did have a bunch of people who've been messaging me the last couple of days. So for those who were on the fence um, or just was living under a rock last week when or really the 10 day kind of launch period when the program launched and you haven't heard about it, send me a message or just comment in the comment box. Um, strength program on the podcast. I'll still have the link. I did decide to leave the early bird rate open um, until the holiday. So until Christmas, I'm going to leave that open just because I know there's been some uh, people that wanted to get in and they're like, can I still get the hundred dollars off to get in the program? So I want to help honestly, as many runners as possible, really have the structure and, and learn how to strength train in order to run which is the main kind of foundational principle of this podcast and all of the spark blueprint, which I'm actually putting together as a nice collective, um, finally uh, document for everyone, a comprehensive document. So I'm super excited about that. And that's kind of a freebie that I'll be giving everyone who's in the program. Um, so I'm excited to have you in it. So thank you so much for joining. And yeah. next question I have for you is, some people have the misconception. I think we've kind of uh, busted this myth already, but that yoga is just stretching. Um, can it actually help with endurance if I'm an endurance athlete and I'm a marathoner and that's my thing? I want to train for marathons. Can yoga help with endurance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think there's a couple different ways that yoga does this. I think the first one is is the mental piece, right? You know, the the whole practice around yoga is really built around coming into yourself and being able to bring you to the edge of discomfort. So again, you're coming into a lot of these poses. It's requiring a lot of strength, a lot of stretching, a lot of flexibility, a lot of mobility. Um, you know, there are absolutely moments during that practice where you really need to focus on your mental strength to be able to stay in those poses or to be able to maybe go a little bit deeper into those poses. And that has a thousand percent translated into running and particularly when I was training for the New York city marathon. And I was like, do it at mile 17 and going like, why did I sign up for this? Like, what am I doing? This is the worst. Um, you know, having that ability to kind of tap into the mental strength that I've gotten through yoga and tap into the, my ability to breathe through difficult moments that aren't causing me pain has been so, so helpful, but on a more tangible level, like a physical level, um, yoga practice, even though there's a lot of strength in it, um, it really does stretch out the muscles very organically, very naturally. Um, so there's a lot of relief that you get in the body just by practicing yoga. And obviously it's not going to work if you do one yoga class once throughout your training. Um, if you add it into your routine and actually build uh, some sort of foundation of yoga into your training, um, you're going to notice that yes, you're going to feel sore after those long runs, but you're not going to feel quite as sore. Um, you're not going to feel quite as like a, like a tin man. You're going to be able to move a little bit more. The mobility is going to come back more quickly. Um, and that is crucial, particularly when you have to get up the next day and start the next week and really keep going. Um, the other really big piece is it, yoga does provide a lot of strength. So again, coming back to that idea of hip strength and all of the muscles in the hip, a, a hips, a lot of yoga poses are very central to hips. Um, so there's a lot of strength building in the muscles of the hips to provide stability as you're running. There's a lot of upper body work too. And I know a lot of runners don't necessarily think of that as super important when you're running, but when you're thinking about your posture, um, that affects your ability to breathe. It also affects your ability to swing your arms and bring in a nice stride um, and be able to kind of turn your torso as you're going. So yoga in that sense really helps there as well, build a lot of strength in the back muscles, a lot of strength in the core um, and a lot of mobility in the upper arms and the shoulders to 
be able to keep moving forward. So for me, it's like the perfect kind of trifecta of things. It's, it's mental, it's physical, you know, both in strength and stretch. And it, it absolutely has made me, you know, when I first started running, I was much slower than I am now. And I'm not going to say that I'm loo fast. I'm not running, you know, seven minute miles or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, my, I've seen my pace increase over the last year, couple of years. And I think a lot of that has to do with the, the consistency in which I have yoga in my life. Yeah, I can definitely see the benefits of from, and even, you know, those mental benefits, honestly, are, I think, you know, the mental uh, blocks that we get, um, especially in performance wise for races, I, I could see that being super helpful, as well as the physical benefits um, that you did mention. So I think all of that is fantastic. I think it's a great form to kind of switch up some of your training, if you're not including it uh, within your training. So where do I start if I am a 100% beginner? Um, where do I start with yoga? How do I implement this? That's a great question. And honestly, when I think back to when I first started yoga, I remember my very yoga class, I went with one of my friends to a class that was in a studio. Um, and it was like the first time I'd ever seen yoga in my life. And I just remember being in there the entire time going, you want me to do what? Like, how do I do this? Um, it, it can be really overwhelming and it can be very intimidating to start. I think again, this comes down to the idea of like, find a teacher that you feel comfortable with because it's going to make it less uncomfortable. Um, but to start, um, a couple different options. One, you can find YouTube videos, right? There's a million different YouTube videos online for yoga for runners or just yoga in general. The really nice thing about those types of things is you can pause the video and rewind as many times as you need to, to see what exactly the teacher is cueing and what exactly they're having you do. Um, so you can go at your own speed. And I think for a lot of beginners, that's a really big challenge. Um, a lot of us feel like we need to keep up in a class or you know, the classes might be going too fast. Um, so having that ability to pause a class and be like, hold on, what am I doing? Like, let me watch that again. Let me go back to it um, can be super helpful. Um, I personally have a lot of those types of videos um, on my, in my group and, and on my website. So I'm more than happy to share some of those videos here for folks to, to jump into and to start to explore. Um, I also run challenges quite often. So those are really nice opportunities for folks to kind of start yoga um, because it provides a foundation of doing it regularly over a course of days, um, which is nice to help build a habit, kind of get into a routine with something. Um, but those challenges often are very short times as well. So I know back in May, we did the eight by 800 second yoga challenge, which was 13 minutes a day, right? That felt very doable. Um, so eight days, 13 minutes, that particular challenge, it goes through a lot of the poses that I usually do in my classes. So each day kind of had a different focus and a different types um, of poses that you would see in classes. So that's actually a really nice way for folks to get started. Um, because it gives you a little bit of exposure to what you can expect in, in larger classes. Right. And that was great when you did that challenge, because I actually did attend some of those classes. And yes. honestly, if it was longer, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have, right? So mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have committed. So I think that's great that you give those kind of little teasers so someone could experience it as a beginner and see if it's a good fit for them. And you kind of mentioned some of this, but what are your best tips to kind of make yoga a habit? Yeah. 
you, you just got to do it regularly. Um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions about yoga is that it's like this magical pill that you can do once and then it's going to make you feel amazing and you'll never need to do it again. And that's just not the case. Same thing with running, right? You can't, you know, run once or twice and expect to be able to run a half marathon or be able to run your PR for whatever race you want to do. It requires commitment and it requires showing up day after day and really making the commitment to do it. Um, the same thing goes for yoga. So when I think about like, okay, what do I need to do? in order to make this a habit for me, make it social, right? Do it with friends, do it with, um, people that, you know, get other people in your life involved with it. So it's more fun. Um, and then really, again, find the people, find the teachers that really speak to you. If you like the person you're doing yoga with, or the person that you're learning from, you're more likely to show up for it. Um, and if you know that you can take a live class and that person is waiting for you, that is a good way to make sure that you show up for something, um, right? When I'm training for something and I know I need to get my butt out early for a run, like I will call one of my friends the night before and be like, if I don't text you at, you know, 7 a.m. saying I'm walking out the door, like you need to blow my phone up. Um, that means I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for my run. So you can do the same thing with yoga, like find an accountability network that will help you actually put a lot of these practices into place. Um, and before you know it, you'll have a consistent practice. Oh, accountability network is so important, <laughs> isn't it? For anything we do, right? So yeah. what I what I took away from that is that yoga is no different than anything that you want to implement in your life. Habits um, become habits after we do them for a while, right? And it's hard to change behavior. And behaviors are things that we're normally accustomed to doing. And if we want to take on any new program, whether it's a yoga program, whether it's a strength training program, whether it's half marathon training program, um, whatever it is, it's going to take you doing it a certain number of times before it becomes a habit, right? So you really have to almost go all in. And sometimes it takes doing a challenge. And I think that's why challenges are so popular is because people kind of know, like, if I don't do this challenge, I probably won't ever do it. And I know that's helped with a lot of the runners that I work with from a coaching aspect too, as far as that accountability and being able to check in. Um, so I could see that being super beneficial. So we are getting to the final stretch here. So if you can change one thing about the misconception of yoga for runners, what would that be? Ooh. Gosh, there's so many things. Um, I think the, the biggest misconception that I would want to change is that it's just stretching um, and therefore runners don't need to do it, that it's just something that they can do once and, and that, that they're done with. Um, it's, it's really so much more than that and it can provide you so much benefit. Um, so that, yeah, that would be it. <laughs> yeah, so Rachel supplied so much great information. <laughs> if you guys just are jumping on this video late, um, you're going to want to watch it from the beginning, watch the replay, because we talked about what type of yoga is best for running. We talked about the difference between yoga for runners versus regular yoga. We talked about is yoga or stretching better? Um, and can yoga help with breathing? And we actually went over three specific breathing exercises that you can implement. So if you missed any of that, make sure you go back and listen. And, and the thing I really took away from that, and it really goes to your misconception question, is that yoga is so much more than what we've traditionally thought about stretching and relaxation. And the benefits of it from a mental and physical aspect especially bringing in the stability strength aspect is going to help you as a runner more than I think most people believe. Most people probably have the perception of I run a lot. 
I use my muscles a lot. It's an endurance activity. I need to quote unquote cross train and maybe do yoga that's completely different from running just to give my body a rest or give my body a break from all the miles, the pounding. Where from what you've educated me on, I see it as the actual practice of yoga will actually help build your stability, strength, flexibility, mental mindset, which all translate into making you a better runner. Would you yeah. say that's fair? Absolutely. 100%. And then I just also want to throw an and into that too, because there are times where yoga can truly be that rest and relaxation thing that people think it is, right? Like there are times and places for that too. Um, but for me personally, it's much fewer and farther between than it is uh, when I'm working on that strength and stability and, and kind of prepping my body for being able to run. Um, but yoga kind of encompasses it all, right? You can, you can get so, so much from the practice. Um, so there's a lot to offer there. Yeah. So if folks are kind of wondering, um, Hey, this was like very beneficial. I've learned something today. Rachel sounds like she really knows what she's talking about, which guys, <laughs> in case you haven't realized she does. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Rachel is an awesome human being. I, I love uh, seeing her post. I love seeing her content that she puts out there. And I love that she's an active contributing member in our community. Um, so if runners out there want to learn more about how you work with um, runners, how you implement yoga for runners and all the amazing work you're doing, um, how best shall they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm right here on Facebook as Rachel Pell and Serafino. You'll probably see me in the comments or in, in the Healthy Runner group. So you can always just send me a, a message or a friend request there. Um, you can also find me in my Facebook group, which is Effortly, Effortlessly Strong and Consistent Runner. Um, so that is where I do most of my trainings, most of my workshops, most of my um, free classes, stuff like that. Um, I also am doing a challenge coming up. So we're going to be actually starting on December 21st for so those of you guys who are watching live now. Um, um, if you're interested in kind of diving into a challenge that's going to help you set up for a really strong 2021, this challenge is going to be focused on yoga and meditation and breathing and goal setting and really building really functional, quick strength um, for the new year and really setting up your 2021. Um, that's starting really soon. So that might be a nice uh, way to get into it, start to dip your toes into it. Um, and then I also have longer programs, right? So if you're interested in really committing to a practice, really starting to set up yourself for success for um, a longer kind of commitment to yoga and supporting your practice, I have um, a six-month program where you have access to multiple live classes a week with me, as well as private classes um, that I customize, customize to whatever's happening with you and your body and your mindset right? It's, it's completely built tailored to what your needs are. Um, so there's uh, that program as well, the strong and consistent runner program. So I can see that being very beneficial if someone was out there and maybe they had a yoga studio that they were going to live classes. And now with everything being virtual, um, having connected with someone or didn't realize that there are yogis out there that specialize in working with runners, that that could be very beneficial where they're beyond that kind of beginner stage. And they're like, hey, I don't need to be quote unquote, sold on actually why I should be doing yoga. Like I, I miss doing my yoga that I used to do. Mm -hmm. And now I need a program so they can go see you and you can help them with that. And then also for the intimidated person, like, hey, that was me. 
and I've never <laughs> did yoga in my life. And I did one of Rachel's challenges and found it very beneficial. So I would highly recommend those. That's a free challenge that she's doing to really help folks out and just get them introduced to the world of yoga and how it can help you in your running. So I would highly recommend you check those out. Um, Guys, if you found this talk helpful for those who are here on the live, just hit that like, hit the love button, uh, show Rachel some love, um, share this or, or tag a running friend of yours that maybe needs to learn about yoga and maybe needs to learn about the benefits and they don't really realize what yoga encompass that we talked about in today's episode. I really, really appreciate you taking your time, Rachel, tonight to share with our Healthy Runner community. I'm super um, grateful for you doing that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so happy to be here and I, I love sharing this. So thank you for letting me talk about it for an hour. <laughs> yeah. So everyone who jumped on the live, thank you guys so much. You guys are, you guys rock. You guys are always showing up for us on a weekly basis. So I appreciate that. If you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you so much for listening. And those watching this on YouTube at the, at spark your training YouTube channel. I thank you guys very much. Remember every Monday night, 8 PM Eastern standard time, we go live within the healthy runner Facebook group. So keep us in mind in your schedule so you can get your running questions answered. Thank you again, guys. Remember, stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast. Can I please ask you for a couple of favors? Can you subscribe to The Sucker wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever so you never miss another episode? You'll be notified when a new episode drops every Thursday. Can you also please leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts? What I want you to do is to tell them how awesome you are as a runner and then tell them what you have liked most about the show. I love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them and it means a lot to me. If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, then head over to youtube.com forward slash spark your training and you can see the video version as well as our full video library of exercises that are specific to your running on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Also, if you like the content in this podcast, then you will like the community even better. Head over to our Healthy Runner free Facebook group so you can get all the bonus content, blog articles, and get your questions answered by myself and our team of Healthy Runner coaches. The fifth and final thing I want you to do is that you can help this podcast out by taking a screenshot wherever you're listening, whatever episode, and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me. That is at SparkYourTraining. If you do this, I'll give you a shout out and repost it, sharing your running wins while listening to the podcast. More importantly, we'll be able to share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them stay healthy so they can stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. You can also find out how I help runners as well as our brand new Healthy Runner Strength Program by visiting our website, sparkyourtraining.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I just love our Healthy Runner family. And remember, guys, let's stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time.